This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Saturday, February 13th. And to those of you residing in Canada, like I do, uh, happy Hockey Day in Canada. Uh, it is the annual tradition. Uh, CBC and Roger Sportsnet in this country put on this uh, event every single year. Uh, and even though this is a unique NHL season without fans in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, Hockey Day in Canada soldiers on and is taking place today uh, on uh, the CBC and Roger Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, and inclusion and diversity is the theme of choice and Certainly no better time to have that as your theme and your focus in terms of, you know, bettering the game of hockey than that, uh, especially with the year that we've all had uh, the last uh, 12 months. So uh, Hockey Day in Canada, always a special day. And what that always means is you got uh, a lot of hockey. You've got day games. You've got the Ottawa-Winnipeg game to start it off. Toronto-Montreal, original six rivals tonight, followed by Calgary-Vancouver. That is the a schedule of games for the Hockey Day in Canada a portion of the NHL schedule today, but uh, definitely a lot to talk about on this card. It is a big one, uh, as it usually is on a Saturday. I'm Ian Cameron. Glad you are along with us, either watching live or listening to us uh, on podcast form, courtesy of the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, look, today is one of those days on this show where uh, I've got a couple of line mates missing in action. You know, sometimes injuries and sometimes, you know, illnesses creep up. Sometimes absences creep up. You can just, just like a hockey team can't have everybody playing every game. Sometimes there's going to be colleagues of this show not available every single day. Jimmy Murphy is doing Boston Bruins media availability right now. Uh, he said he might be able to join us later in the show. Hopefully he's able to. Uh, and Alex B. Smith having some technical issues. So here I am, Ian Cameron, at least for now, flying solo on this Saturday card, but no problem. We'll get the uh, Saturday card. Uh, we'll break it all down for you from a betting perspective. And look who's here, Jimmy Murphy. Told you he was doing Bruins media availability, and it looks like it must have come to a conclusion. But Jimmy's here now. Jimmy Murphy, how are you? I'm great. And you? Very good. Uh, we got a big Saturday card, so let's get we to do. it. The thing yet. So we're just getting it started right now. We're going to start with the uh, early start matchup between the Ottawa Senators and Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg minus 220, uh, home favorites. The total six shaded to the over here uh, across the board in this one. Uh, the Ottawa Senators did everything they could but score in the first period of the previous meeting against the Winnipeg Jets. You couldn't yeah. have asked for a better start in that game from Ottawa. Uh, 18 shots in the first period. Connor Hellebuck was magnificent, but that's why he's the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. He's capable of doing that. And to me, Ottawa is just snake bit in terms of offense right now. They're, they are playing hard. 
They are getting chances. They're just not scoring. They're not going in the net right now for this Senators team. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to bank on, oh, they're due for an offensive onslaught until you actually see it. And we haven't seen it from Ottawa in these last few games. I mean, they had scored four goals in three games coming into the last game, make it now five goals in four games for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So they've had a hard time finding the back of the net. And unfortunately today, they're playing an opponent who I don't think is going to find it difficult to find the back of the net because Marcus Hogberg is in net today for Ottawa confirmed. Yeah. He's been brutal. I mean, there's no sugarcoating his performance in net. He's 0-5. He has a brutal 4.88 goals against average, an 836 save percentage. That's not going to get it done. That's not going to cut it. Uh, but he is in action today as the Ottawa goaltender. So rather than worrying and wondering if Ottawa's offense is going to spring to life today, I'm just going to focus on Winnipeg getting the job done with their offense, with Pierre-Luc Dubois now playing his third game, getting more and more comfortable and uh, more and more uh, assimilated to this Jets lineup. Uh, I think Winnipeg can can get to four goals, which is all that's needed to cash their team total, which is what I like in this game. I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets team total over three and a half, minus 130, very reasonable price, just to ask the Jets to get four goals against Marcus Hogberg, the way he's played this season, that's not asking a lot in my mind. So I like the Jet team total over three and a half. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Ottawa, Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, either I just want to point out, and I don't know, Ian, maybe you already said it, or maybe it's been confirmed. Is, is Pierre-Luc Dubois definitely playing tonight? Because they had listed him as uh, probable. Um, I know, but it hadn't been confirmed yet. As I'm, I'm not seeing it anywhere. So just keep that in mind. But I'm with you. Either way, even if he doesn't play, I, I think they're just going to light the Senators up. Uh, you know, this this goalie, man. I don't understand the Ottawa Senators. Like, how could they think that Craig Anderson couldn't have been better than him as the backup? Like, seriously. And he, was, he wasn't going to cost you anything. He's used to the team. The guys love him in the locker room. Just a bad – one of the ba bad moves that Pierre Dorian made. There weren't too many, but I think that was one of the bad moves he made, letting him go. Uh, yeah, give me the Winnipeg Jets puck line in this as well as the over – in the whole game. All right. So uh, like in the Jets uh, puck line, Jimmy, in this one, you can get that at minus one and a half plus 105, as well as over six minus 125 uh, in this one. Yeah. Dubois is uh, left practice yesterday. I'm reading it right now. Uh, questionable for this game. I think they're probably just going to see. It's like one of those situations. Yeah. You often see, see what he's like at the, uh, at the skate, you know, probably like skate as we game. speak right now, I imagine, because they're on central time. So that would make sense. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. If he doesn't, they're saying Stastny will just go up to the second line center spot. And again, they've got a depth uh, of center Iceman now on this Winnipeg team now. So that's one position where if Dubois doesn't go, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, uh, no question about that. Uh, so Jimmy's liking Winnipeg puck line in the full game over. I lean to the full game over. I just don't know what Ottawa's going to do offensively. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the Jets uh, team total in this one uh, over three and a half minus 130. Next up, we've got Vegas and San Jose. Uh, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights minus 180 road favorites, total six shaded to the over. Um, yeah, it's San Jose's first home game at the SAP Center. Finally, San Jose returning to the cozy confines of their home rink. Uh, but if we're betting teams just because, hey, they're returning home for their first home game and they're pumped up. Yeah, not me. Uh, not with this San Jose team. This is a this is a team that is finding it very very rough to keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, that's putting it mildly. And Bob Bugner's already at like we're just a month into the season essentially. Bob Bugner's already ripping his goaltending. He's had enough. 
He's sick of not getting a save when his team needs it. I love what some, something like John Tortorella said uh, many years ago. Uh, and it's just been an issue. You know, Martin Jones, of course, is a guy that's got to start now, uh, game in and game out with Devin Dubnik, you know, out due to COVID-19 protocol. So you're looking at a situation now where it's Martin Jones or bust, and it's been bust here for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, as of late. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But you look at San Jose, you look at these two teams, and you look at expected goal margin, which is a stat I've incorporated a lot more uh, into my mm -hmm. NHL handicapping this year. Vegas has a plus 3.54 expected goals margin on the year. San Jose, a minus 2.23 expected goals margin wow. uh, on the season. So look at that discrepancy. That is nearly a five expected goal margin difference between these two teams. Um, look, Mark Stone, Pacioretty, Alex Tuck, Jonathan Marcheseau, or as Don Cherry called him, John Masserol, Uh, They have all done a good job for the uh, Golden Knights. 16 goals, uh, 28 points uh, on the season. Uh, the blue line's outstanding now. We have Theodore's day-to-day -day with an injury, but there's a chance he might return for this game. But if he does play, you got him, you got Martinez, yeah, they got, got Alex Petrangelo. I mean, it is all of a sudden an excellent blue line. Look, they ran into John Gibson Thursday night. Lost one nothing, a shutout loss. Kind of surprising, but hey, Gibson can do that every now and then. You go from John Gibson to this San Jose defense and goaltending, that's a huge drop-off if you're the uh, uh, Vegas Golden Knights facing them now. It's 29th in the NHL San Jose 3.75 goals per game uh, allowed on the season. Uh, prior to that one nothing loss, Vegas had scored four goals, at least four goals in four straight games. They're 8-1-3 and three against San Jose since the Golden Knights entered the league. So I'm going to keep this one pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm looking at Vegas in regulation here, minus 130. You know, it's a reasonable price. Trim that price down, get a better number. Golden Knights in regulation. And I'm also going to go over the total in this game. I like betting on good teams and good offenses off getting shut out. I think Vegas finds the back of the net. And, hey, San Jose can chip in offense. That's not been their issue. Hurdle and Evander Kane uh, have really been good for them offensively. Logan Couture has gotten off to a good start. So I don't think Vegas will completely shut them out. So I do think it gets over this total, which is sitting right now over 6 minus 125. So I'm going to go with that as well as Vegas uh, in regulation time. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here, Golden Knights Sharks? Well, great minds think alike, and I'm going to do the exact same thing as you two. And I'll just note it as I listen to you kind of analyze and break this game down. It's just, it seems like yesterday when these two teams were the uh, the beasts of the West there, you know, and in the Western Conference and the old alignment of divisions and everything, the Pacific Division. And now it, they've just gone complete opposite ways. And, and if you're a better and you're looking at San Jose every game, you want to definitely take the over more often than not because they cannot stop a beach ball right now. It, it is just unreal how bad the goaltending has been there in San Jose. And I hate, uh, you know, I'm a former goalie myself. I hate to pin all the blame down on a goalie, but that's just, it's just a fact. They, they, they stink. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, no question about that. So uh, you're sticking with, you're doing Vegas puck line or reg line. No, I'm just doing the uh, regulation like you. And I'm going to take the over right. as two official plays in all that right. game. All right, good stuff. Same with uh, – so Jimmy and I both on the same uh, two uh, bets there, Vegas and regulation as well as over 6 minus 125. Next up, uh, Boston, New York Islanders, Bruins minus 130 road favorites, total five shaded to the over. Certainly a huge situational edge for the Islanders, no question. They're rested. They've been waiting on the Bruins. Bruins played last night against the Rangers, A uh, another uh, tough, hard-fought, gutted-out win with a lot of – you would have thought it was fight night at Madison Square Garden last <laughs> night. 
between the Bruins. That was great to see. Old school. Old it, really time. Was. it was. I mean, it was just three or four fights in that game. There were some of them were pretty good as well. That Trent Frederick, man, uh, that guy's fearless. Like yeah. I see highlight videos of him fighting a ton in AHL, you know, before he even got the uh, call up to the Bruins. So yeah. this is one of those guys that's going to be someone to watch out for in terms of, you know, he's just going to, whatever it takes to help the team win, you know, not just offensively, but throw a big hit, get in a scrum, drop the gloves, whatever the case may be. Uh, he's willing to do that. I ain't just, I ain't going to step in front of Boston period end of story. And I, I need better than plus one, 10 or plus 115 with the Islanders to do that. Islanders coming off a shootout loss uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Frustrating because they're seconds away from winning that game. Evgeny Malkin ties it with 18 seconds left. And then, of course, Pittsburgh wins it uh, in a shootout. So Islanders certainly will be chomping at the bit to bounce back. But if I'm going against Boston right now, like I said, I need a little bit more bang for my buck right now than this. I don't argue that the uh, Islanders have the situational edge here, but uh, not going to uh, get involved with that. Uh, just based on that. So for me, I'm not involved in this game either way. It's a pass with the side and with the total. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Bruins Islanders? Well, what I think is just, uh, as you mentioned last night, an old school game there, really tight, hard fought, hard checking uh, game between the Rangers and Bruins. And yeah, good point by you. I mean, the the Islanders just sitting there waiting for the, for them to come over and make the trek over the river there. Um, but I'm going to stay away from the side in this. Uh, you know, I'm like, I don't want to go against the Bruins in this. My, my, if I was going to lean, I, I I would probably take the Islanders just because of the reason you cited there. But what I will do is get on this over-under here, and I'm going to go under. I know it's low, and it's a five. But I just think with the way the Bruins are playing right now, Tuka Rask is starting to find his game. Varlamov is the same for the Islanders. And remember, Varlamov shut them out. Uh, it's the only regulation loss that the Bruins have was back on January 18th against uh, the New York Islanders and Varlamov. So uh, give me the under in this game as an official play. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to, and I met, want, wanted to, and I meant to that one, nothing shutout loss to the Islanders haven't, or Bruins haven't lost to many teams this year. So I think they will be itching maybe to dish out a, uh, a little payback here against the uh, Islanders, even though it, again, it's second night of back to backs, but that's another thing that would keep me away from the Islanders tonight is that Obviously, factor. And, you know, when we just, I just had the media availability with the Bruins. And I mean, just, I asked Bruce Cassidy to describe that game. You know, what did the Islanders do to be the only team that's beaten you so far? And, you know, I, I don't have it word for word. I'm paraphrasing here and you can read it later, but if you read it, you're going to say, well, I'm definitely getting on the under. And he's one of the reasons I'm getting on it because he's like, look, they, they didn't let us get anything on the inside. They pushed everything on the outside. Like they always do the trademark Barry trust teams. And they suffocated us. And, and the, the few times we got it by, we either hit the post or Varlamov was there. So he goes, that's the type of game I expect tonight. He goes, I, I don't see a lot of goals in this game. So that's coming from the Bruins coach. And that's why I'm going with the under. There you go. He just said it. Expect a uh, low-scoring game. And you're right, one nothing in the first meeting. Uh, there's a reason. That, and by the way, look at the numbers of the expected goalies tonight. Rask and Varlamov. Varlamov's got a 1.98 goals against. We know how great Tuka's been. Uh, to start yep. the season. So it's going to be tough to beat these goalies as well. And I don't have it in front of me, and I apologize to our listeners right now for not doing the uh, research. But if I rec – just from those conversations we've had over the years since I've been with you guys, it seems like these guys always go under. There's just something about the Islanders and Bruins going under. It's been very rare. So uh, just keep that in mind when these two teams meet. Yeah, I'll back that up, and I will give you the numbers right now. We are looking at 6-0-1 to the under in the last seven go. meetings 
uh, between the Bruins and the Islanders. So that is why this totals five and it's everything yep. you've seen. And the Bruins are winning right now, but not winning by lighting it up the last couple, you know, the last couple you see three, two win, two to one win, one, nothing win last night, three straight unders for the Bruins Islanders off a frustrating loss where they let the Penguins, you know, Barry Trot's going to hammer home. We got to tighten it up tonight. So uh, definitely makes some sense that this will be lower scoring. Tampa Bay, Florida. Tampa Bay minus 135 road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, Stephen Stamko status up in the air. Of course, he missed that game. I don't want to hear the nonsense, too. We lost to Florida because he was out. You know, you almost won, you won a cup without him playing most of exactly. last season. Let's calm down. You just got outplayed by Florida. Why don't you give Florida some credit? I'm giving Florida some credit. Uh, they kind of validated their improved defense you know, in that last game against Tampa Bay and expected goals, high danger chances generated and allowed all of those numbers, the expected goal margin in that game, all heavily in favor of Florida. There was nothing fluky about that win the other night. The Panthers were, they played a great team game, both ends of the ice. Uh, you give them a lot of credit for him. Bobrovsky, you know, has played well now all of a sudden a few games in a row, which is good to see. They need him on the beam. They can't have the Bobrovsky of last year or else Things are going to fall apart again for this uh, Florida Panthers team. Uh, but there's no doubt uh, it was a good, complete team game. Uh, Carter Verhage is the guy that you might want to look at points and goal scoring props right now. The former member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He got on the board against his former team the other night in that victory over the Lightning. He's someone that, you know, you can get a really good price on him. Uh, it's a situation where, you know, he is a guy that's not going to get priced quite like some of the other players on this uh, Panthers team. Uh, when you're talking about uh, Jonathan Huberdeau uh, and uh, and uh, Alexander Barkov from a, a prop standpoint. So to me, uh, definitely looking toward uh, Carter Verhage right now. I'm going to look at what the price is right now on him uh, in terms of goal scoring in this game, but it's Plus pretty good. I'm seeing on uh, bet online right now. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely something that I would look at, you know, plus 250. Uh, on Carter Verhage because you got Huberto and Barkov up there in the plus 175 200 range but I'd say there's more value with Verhage right now it'd be something I would definitely look at uh, in this one but uh, I definitely am not betting against Tampa off a loss you know how good Tampa Bay's been off a loss they've always been a good response team um, I'm going to bet it small now this is a small bet for me it's going to be posted on my card and again the card for the Ice Guys show is daily on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash ice guys. It's one of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber with the ice guys, $10 a month. Our full show card is posted there yeah. daily. This will be on at Tampa in regulation, but I can't admit that I love it. Uh, I just think, you know, Tampa off a loss has been good and you know, they're going to fire back strong. The words from Braden points, uh, kind of echoed that we didn't play a hard game the other night. We have to tonight. We got to realize this is a good hockey team that we're playing. So I kind of like Tampa here uh, in regulation. You can get them at plus 115 uh, at that price. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Lightning Panthers. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It, that's I'm going to stay away from the side here as well. Uh, I, you know, it, that, I can't – I like what Florida did, and I think it's a huge sign, and I think they're very capable of repeating it tonight. But at the same time, like you said, it's hard to bet against Tampa off a loss. What I will do, though, because I think Tampa's coming off a loss, they want to tighten things up. I think Florida's already playing that way in their own end lately. I'm going to go under in this game as well. I don't know. I guess I'm in an under mood today. But uh, I'm going to go under the five-and-a-half total here uh, for the Panthers and the Lightning. 
Yeah, I would think it's going to be Basilevsky and uh, Bobrovsky again. Uh, Bobrovsky's been confirmed. Basilevsky, not yet, but I would expect him uh, to be in the lineup. No back-to-back -back here. Next up, we've got Montreal and Toronto. Uh, the rivalry renewed. Second so time for these two teams. Uh, Toronto minus 140, home favorites. Total six shaded to the over in this one. Uh, Montreal, we've got to, again, we've got to start wondering what's happened. Uh, every, they were the toast of the NHL, you know, just about a week or so ago with the way they got off to this a high flying start, and all of a sudden things have taken a little turn for the worst in Habsland. Two straight losses for the first time this year. Uh, Toronto mm -hmm. on Wednesday they lost shut out by the Edmonton Oilers three nothing. On there's a good call by Jimmy uh, on this uh, with the Edmonton. He liked them in that game, uh, and they got the uh, job done there. Uh, Toronto knocked off Montreal four two Wednesday. The Leafs now have a two nothing edge in the head to head series this season against Montreal. So you talk about a game that I don't want to say this isn't important to Toronto. But for the Can Montreal Canadiens, they're in dire need of a victory. If they lose this game in regulation, they're suddenly seven points in the rears of the Toronto Maple Leafs for first in the North Division. So it's imperative for Montreal to put their best foot forward. Yeah. Their offense has sputtered six goals in their last four games combined. But that was a big-time emphasis in their practice yesterday after the loss to Edmonton. Again, they say they've got to shoot the puck more. We're not getting the slot area chances. Everything's to the outside. We're not willing to make that sacrifice and pay that price to get to the front of the net. Brendan Gallagher echoed that. He said, even I have to be better in that regard. So I would expect Montreal to do that. Crash the net. You got to do something. Frederick Anderson is in his zone right now. He's playing some really good hockey. He gave up a little bit of a suspect goal to Josh Anderson in the first minute of that game. But after that, he was a brick wall. He shut the door from that point on. I agree with Claude Julian, Brendan Gallagher, and what they're saying. They've got to get to you know the, the, the hard areas of the ice if they're going to score goals in this one. I'd expect them to make a much harder, tenacious effort to do that uh, in this game. The Leafs, we know they have no problem finding the back of the net. Three goals or more. How about the fact they've scored at least three goals in all but one of their 14 games this season? Now, number one in the NHL at 3.71 goals per game. Uh, and what's very encouraging, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, wasn't any of them that scored the other mm -hmm. night against Montreal. It was two defensemen and Ilya Mikheyev, you know, who's a depth forward. And you're still going to win games with – out your top gun scoring, that tells you the maturity and the improvement of the Leafs, particularly in their own zone. I think they're going to have more of their hands full defensively tonight, even though they've been in good form. And on the flip side, Toronto's pretty much guaranteed to score three, if not four goals every game. Their season stats bear that out. Both of these teams, by the way, top five in the NHL in most high danger scoring chances. I know we had the game that slipped under the total on Wednesday, six and a half that total. It went 4-2 final. Yeah, But this time around, the totals dropped a half goal to six. And the games in Toronto seem to be going higher scoring with these two teams. You look at it, three straight overs in Toronto between the Habs and the Leafs, uh, yep. six and two overall. I think this is the game that turns into kind of like the game we saw in the first meeting in Toronto with these two teams where it was 5-4. I think this gets into more of that up and down, back and forth style of hockey with some goals scored both ways. I like the over here, six minus 125. Jimmy, what's your take here with Habs and Leafs? Well, first off, before I get to the game, just on a, a player prop here. Um, yeah, you mentioned the defenseman for Toronto getting into it and the, the guys that scored. Toll has been a great player to follow. I don't know if people have caught on to this guy yet, but what a story he is in Toronto. I mean, I was I was listening to, I forget who it was yesterday, talk, but somebody was talking about him saying, you know, 
if we had a vote on a Norris trophy right now, he's in my top five. Uh, I, I'm talking whole, excuse me, not toll. H-O-L-L for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And his def- he's just been unreal for them in terms of offense from the blue line. So keep an eye on him to get some yep. points and goals for you if, you if you want going forward. As for the game, this is a must win for the Montreal Canadiens. There's no ifs and buts about it. This is a must win. And that's why I'm going to go with the Canadians straight up on the money line in this uh, to go into Toronto and uh, get a little revenge for the other night. And you can get plus 120 now with Montreal here uh, as the uh, road underdog. So, again, we're seeing a price adjustment just a little bit with Montreal because of their recent struggles. And obviously the Leafs have played well and beaten Montreal twice this year. I agree. There's a little value on Montreal. I just don't know if I want to step in front of the Leafs at this point, but I, I get it. The value is definitely, I would lean Montreal as well, but I do like the over here uh, in this game. Justin Hall has been great. You know, he's good in his own zone. He hasn't made many mistakes with the puck. He makes a good first pass. He's a physical body. You know, yeah. he, he lays some hits as well. He clears the front of the net. And somehow, some way, this guy wasn't good enough to crack the lineup with Mike Babcock early last season. He had him sitting in the press box every night. Uh, even in training camp, right? I mean, didn't yeah. he flat out say this kid's never going to make the team or something? Yeah, it was real. I think I'll find out. I'll tell you next show. But there was I read a great story on the kid. Just a, a lot of perseverance. And I love that in a, in, a, in a player like that who doesn't give up. Well, he can play for Sheldon Keefe, uh, that's for sure. Uh, and, and Sheldon Keefe had him with the Marlies, and you can tell. Uh, you know, he's given him a lot of opportunity, and he's made the most of it. He's definitely improved his game significantly, and maybe some of those uh, roster and uh, lineup decisions by Mike Babcock are explain why he's on NBC uh, right now <laughs> and not behind an NHL. Hey, 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 come on. I mean, I think it's one of the Look, Mitch Marner, I, I did a bad job. I put him in a bad spot, yeah. so – you know, one of those things. We said, look, it's just one of those situations where, look, we've got to get better as a team, steady on the runner, you know, show up on time. Oh, he nailed it. Yeah. My, my Mike Babcock impression's not bad. I agree. I like uh, it. Not bad at all. Uh, but good stuff. So, Jimmy, like in Montreal, I'm on the over in that game. On we go, Detroit, Nashville. Nashville minus 165, home favorites, five and a half shaded to the under the total. I am not scared. Uh, one thing you can't be in betting is scared. Scared money, don't make money. Everybody's used that term before. I'm not scared to come back with Detroit here. It's still a bad price for Nashville, minus 170. I know Nashville squeaked out a 3-2 to two win uh, the other night against Detroit, but it was an even game. It could have easily went to the Red Wings as much as it did to the Predators. Um, Nashville, to me, is it's just not a team to, to trust laying minus 170. And say what you will about Detroit. They split with Carolina. They split with Columbus. They split with Florida. They've been getting these – it's been splitsville for Detroit in these back-to-back games against teams. They have they haven't always lost, and in fact, more often than not, they haven't lost both games of the two games in a row against the same team. So uh, I definitely think Detroit's worth another look tonight. Just a flat-out Nashville still is not the trustworthy minus-170 price uh, home favorite, uh, favorite here. They just aren't trustworthy enough they don't win games easily they, they're still shaky with their special teams both power play and penalty kill the defense and goaltending is still suspect as well uh, I'll go back to the well one more time here with Detroit at a pretty much close to the same price they were the other night plus 145 plus 150 uh, Jimmy what do you think Red Wings Predators he's muted sorry about that <laughs> uh, you know what I'll tell you this we got uh you know, a team like you said it there. They played great the other night, and I heard Pierre Maguire yesterday on the radio. 
talking about Nashville right now. And he said, if there's one organization that I'm worried about on and off the ice at this point, it's the Nashville Predators. See, they're just a mess. And you, you've been all over this from the get-go, Ian, just the way this organization has declined since that cup final. Uh, it's just been a downward trend, even with a coaching change, hasn't done much. And uh, look, Detroit deserved to win that game the other night. Let, let, that's a fact. And if you look at Detroit like you've been doing, Ian, I give you credit for the past few games, you got to pay attention to that. Even if a team's losing, see what they're really doing within the game because sometimes teams like this, especially a young team, it's a progression. They're slowly going up, and I think they've reached that point where they could ring off some wins right now, and I think that starts tonight in Nashville. So I'm going to take the Detroit Red Wings in regulation over the Predators. All right, Detroit in regulation, which is at plus 235. So great big time plus price there with Detroit. Again, if you – you got to realize what a good bet is, even if it doesn't result in the win and you don't get the cash, you don't get the money. You can't say Detroit wasn't a good bet the other night. Like that's a plus 150 dog that was tied in the final minute of the third period before Nashville got the game winning goal. So, you know, you had it there, you were in the hunt, and that's all you can ask for when you're taking back that kind of plus price. I think Detroit's got a chance to get out of Nashville with the 1 1 split tonight uh, with the victory. Carolina, Dallas. Uh, Carolina minus 120, uh, road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over. I'm tempted to just r- roll right back with Carolina again tonight. In fact, I will. I'll put it on the card. Carolina minus 120. Uh, Dallas is just not doing playing well right now. They've actually finally scored some goals the other night. And uh, Anton Hudobin, not so good uh, in the net the other night against Carolina. In fact, he hasn't been good uh, the last few starts. Very no. interesting. Um, he had the little incident. He overslept uh, and missed a meeting. Discipline for it, came back in the net, didn't have a good game the other night against Carolina, and now he's been yanked from the net again. It's Jake Ottinger back in between the pipes tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. So interesting what's going on there right now with the uh, Stars. James Reimer is expected to be back in net, and I'll say this about Reimer. The more he starts, the worse he gets. You know, it it just seems that seems to be the pattern. He's had a lot of starts now because of Morozik's injury, and he's declining. He's not improving. Uh, with every start, 3.11 goals against, 889 save percentage. Those numbers are far from good. Um, I would think that uh, Carolina is the way to go here, uh, laying the price. But I like the over even a little bit more here. Five and a half. Carolina is fine in the back of the net. Aho and Svechnikov, that duo is not can't stop them right now. They are rolling for this Carolina team. They've gotten great depth scoring from Vincent Trocheck as well, Warren Fogle uh, among others. Is it? It's always that Carolina team that's every year. They're so good. They're always – Brindamore's done a great job. They're not loaded with superstars, but they just are a good, solid, fundamentally sound team with a good back end, good you know top line, and that's been uh, good enough to get Carolina a lot of good results uh, the last couple seasons. So I'm liking Carolina a little bit here, um, but I like the over even a little bit more than the Carolina side here. Over five and a half, you can get that at about minus 120. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Hurricane stars. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great, you know, analysis of the Hurricanes there, you know, just based on covering them a couple of times in the playoffs the last couple of years. I'll, I'll tell you, if they just got a little more grittier and a little more physical and bigger, uh, they could be a legit cup contender. They're, they're right there knocking on the door. And you know what? Good point by you on the stars. Just they seem lost right now. They're, they're just there's something missing. I don't, I don't know how to pinpoint it, but there's something missing. So. Give me the Carolina Hurricanes on the money line in this game. At plus, I'm seeing plus 130 in some places right now. Uh, 
No, it's uh, minus 120 on uh, Carolina. Minus 120. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Bet on thirty yeah. right now. Maybe I should jump right on that. Well, that that's definitely a uh, that's definitely a uh, print. That's definitely a screw up by their. Uh, well, uh, I just nailed it. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Who's got that at that price? That online had them at plus one twenty five just now. Wow, Carolina. Wow, that's. Uh, let me just see on that. Wow, that's. Uh, that's surprising, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a, that, that's definitely a erroneous uh, uh, reading of the line for sure. Uh, <laughs> if that's the case, because they should be minus one twenty. It's plastered pretty much minus one twenty to minus one twenty five wow. uh, as road favorites across the board. But uh, yeah, uh, regardless, like in Carolina here, uh, Jimmy as well. I'm on Carolina in the over in this one. Columbus and Chicago. Uh, we've got Columbus minus one fifteen uh, road favorites. Total five and a half shaded to the over. And this is another over for me here. Like, I know they're going to try to tighten it up because you had this wild, you know, back and forth, insane third period and a 6-5 game. And I understand Tortorella and Colleton are going to speak to their teams about, you know, trying to tighten it up. But I also saw a real telling quote from Tortorella saying, we're going to have to get used to trying to outscore teams. You know what that is? That's him saying, you know what? We got some issues defensively right now. Corpus Salo hasn't been quite as that lockdown goaltender that he was much of last year. And our offense is better with Patrick Line. And Patrick Line is a boost to the offense, but he's a liability on the defensive side of the puck. His play away from the puck still leaves a lot to be desired, you know, at this stage of his career. To me, it's not a full-blown coincidence that the Blue Jackets in five games since getting Patrick Line are four and one to the over. And their games yeah. have averaged 8.6 total goals scored per game in those five games, well above the five and a half. To me, you got to put Columbus at six now, but they're reluctant to because they see, oh, it's Columbus. Oh, for years, they've been, you know, a weird, uh, a weak offensive team. They've been a solid enough defensive team. That's not Columbus right now. So as long as you keep these totals five and a half, I think there's value to go up and over that number. And as much as Lion A gets talked about, we got to talk about his teammate. Jack Roslovic in Winnipeg, what he's been able to do uh, since he's joined uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. He has nine points in eight games this season. Uh, he scored in multiple goals games, almost every game. He has at least scored a goal for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets since uh, coming over in that trade with his uh, Winnipeg teammate, Patrick Lyonet. Yeah. I think from a prop standpoint, Jack Roslovic is a must-go-with in this game tonight because he is on a roll scoring goals for this uh, Blue Jackets team right now since the uh, trade. And right now he's plus 300 still. You know, they haven't really jumped the price. I think he was plus 350 in his, or 400 in his first couple games. So they've made a little adjustment, but he's plus 300 still. That's a great price. And this guy is putting himself in position every game to get scoring chances and be able to find the back of the net here. Look, Chicago has played good defensively, and we'll give credit to the trio of goalies, specifically Lankinen and Subban, who have gotten the majority of the starts this season. But finally, the uh, uh, the slipper came off the foot of Lankinen in that start, giving up six goals. And I don't know. The more he plays, the wor more worried I get for him. Mm -hmm. He's not used to playing this many games. There's more videotape. There's more of a scouting report that can go into his weaknesses and his tendencies, and you worry, you know. Does he have the ability to keep it up when teams are now going to face him multiple times in a row? That's going to be the big question moving forward uh, with Lankin in here. 
he had given up three goals or less in seven of eight games prior to that six-goal outburst by Columbus. Uh, but when you look at Chicago, they've still given up the sixth most high-danger chances in the league. So while they were playing good defensively based on the goals they were allowing, it wasn't correlating to the number of chances they were allowing. Sixth most high-danger chances means this Chicago team – they probably shouldn't have just been giving up the one or two goals that they were giving up prior to Thursday's game against Columbus. They should be giving up more like the four yeah. or five goals that they did the other night against Columbus. So a long story short, after all that, I'm going over the total here, five and a half, reasonable number, minus 110. Jimmy, what do you think with Columbus, Chicago? Well, I think to make that story short, you could have just said the dam is going to break is basically what you're saying there with the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's true. That's a great observation by you. Look, maybe some of this, you know, and I don't want to tick off our good friend Alex Smith, but maybe some of this recent winning or recent good play from the Blackhawks was a bit of smoke and mirrors. But give them credit. I think they're they're trying hard out there. They are doing their best to to play that system that their coach is putting in there. And, and they've been getting great goaltending, but sooner or later that wears out. So I'm going to go with the over in this game as well. And also give me the over in the first period, two plays on this game, over in the first period and over the total. All right, over full game, uh, five and a half minus one. Actually, it's not. it was minus 110 when I bet it. It's up to minus 115, minus 120 now, but still like it uh, over the uh, five and a half and over one and a half at minus 110 in the first period for Jimmy as well. Uh, St. Louis, Arizona, sixth straight meeting now between <laughs> these two teams. Game this is like a playoff series. We're going to get to game seven, you know, after this. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't think we will. I think this is it, actually, for these two teams. No, they're playing Monday. We are going to oh, have game more. seven. They are. Yeah. yeah, they are. It's going to be game seven. They basically you know, have, they have their own bubble going on, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got their own little bubble. They admit, you yeah. know, it's like. <laughs> it sure feels that way. My gosh. I'm going to be Jeez. sick of each other. I'm surprised the physical animosity hasn't turned out. I was just going to say that, Ian. I, I don't recall too many fights in this uh, mini in-season series here. So, Braden Shen fought somebody in one game. That yeah. was about it uh, yeah. a few games ago. That was it. But uh, – in this one, we've got St. Louis minus 110, minus 115 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion because I don't have a good feel of how this game is going to play out because St. Louis finally got the win. Maybe they have a, they roll it over into another good game tonight, but I have a pretty sneaking suspicion it's going to be Vili Husso uh, in uh -huh. net for the Blues tonight because it was Bennington last night, and I don't really... I'm not really enamored with what I've seen out of him. One and two, 3.69 goals against, 870 save percentage. Whereas on the flip side, it's probably going to be anti Ranta, who's been excellent for Arizona. Two and oh, uh, 922 save percentage uh, in his yeah. starts this season. Uh, they haven't lost with him as the starter. And I would think he's in net tonight on the back to back after Kemper was in last night. I think it might be a goalie edge for Arizona, but I think it might be a, uh, a momentum edge for St. Louis because they finally beat St. Uh, Arizona last night. And I don't think they want to stop at one. I think they want to try to get back, you know, because right now, if you look at it through five games, it's uh three, two for uh, Arizona still uh, in the five games to this point. So if you're St. Louis, you're thinking, let's tie this series up at three games apiece and force game seven. Oh wait, there is a game seven, even if we don't do that, but you, you get my point. <laughs> St. Louis is going to be looking to try to even this up three, three here. Um, so it's a tough one, but I think Arizona is a home dog with Ronta in net over Huso. I think that's that's tantalizing for me because I think there's an edge to the Coyotes in goal if that is indeed the matchup. So going back and forth both ways, so I'm going to pass on this game. Jimmy, what's your thoughts on game six between St. Louis and Arizona? 
Well, I, I think the Blues are going to force 70, and that's what I think. <laughs> oh, wait, seven's already scheduled. They don't have a choice. It's already going to happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, li I like St. Louis in this. Give me the Blues in regulation uh, for this game. All right, St. Louis in uh, regulation. Uh, that price for that you can get at plus uh, 130. So there you go, plus 130 St. Louis in regulation. Uh, final game, Calgary and Vancouver. This is the last of the triple header on Hockey Day in Canada. Calgary minus 135 road favorites, the total six across the board. If you're Vancouver, you're frustrated beyond belief. You should have beat Toronto in the final game of that road trip, outplayed them, lost outplayed Calgary significantly for extended periods Thursday night and lost. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when your defense and your goaltending is shaky. You make those couple of little mistakes, even though you're carrying the play and the puck ends up in the back of your net and it ends up in another loss. That has basically been this Vancouver team. Um, I, I want to back them again. I might, I think I'll probably have something small on Vancouver here. I like the spot. I like the situation where they're, they're, they're get that they are the, the defense has improved a little, but yeah. it's just the odd little breakdown. Like one of the goals for Calgary on the power play, like they're a second away from killing off a Calgary power play when it was, I believe, 1-1, and the puck goes off Jordy Ben's skate and into the – like they're not even getting a whole lot of puck luck right now either, Vancouver. So it's everything. I mean, they're just – every single mistake's in the back of the net. Bad breaks are going against them too. I like the I like what I've seen. Travis Green says that we're still keeping our heads high. The energy in practice yesterday was good. It was a spirited practice. You know, there wasn't a lot of anger. There wasn't a lot of depression or down in the dumps or lack of confidence. Vancouver's going to if they bring something similar to the last two games that they played, where they didn't get the results, but the work ethic was there, the the territorial edge, the shots edge. All of that was there in their favor. At some point, they're going to get W to show for it. So for that re and again, Calgary at times this year on the road, where is Calgary beaten two, the same team twice, two times on the road? I haven't seen it. So I think this is Vancouver's time tonight. Um, and if they don't win tonight, boy, you got to worry about how badly this ball could spiral downward and out of control uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. But I do like the process. It hasn't resulted in the wins the last two games. I'm going to take a chance. Vancouver, I'm actually going to go with Vancouver first period and full game because I would expect the first period to be strong from them uh, and also the full game. I'm going to split it up between those two. So Vancouver first period uh, in this one, uh, I'm going to go with that as well as Vancouver uh, full game money line plus 120. Uh, the first period price on Vancouver is plus 105 uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Flames cannot. What I think is, Ian, uh, I, I love and respect uh, your confidence and your admiration for the efforts that the Vancouver Canucks uh, have displayed in the past couple of games. But I can tell you based on, uh, and this is why I've been a little distracted, going back to the uh, Carolina there, I was looking at the three-way and not the uh, regular game. There. That's why I had that wrong. But the reason I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all I'm distracted right now is I've been getting texts during the show right now from three different sources telling me that Vancouver Canucks – have been poking around for GMs. So that's wow. breaking news for you right here. And that shows you where this team is right now and how far things have fallen from such a great, amazing performance in that playoffs in the bubble last, last uh, summer. Uh, so big news there that like he might not make it through the weekend or maybe. Jim through Benning, the yep, of course, is who we're talking about. Yep. So just keep an eye on that. And, and for that reason, I just feel like maybe that means that, you know, 
Travis Green can preach all he wants to the media and paint a rosy picture, but that to me tells me it's not that great behind the scenes right now. I'm going to go with Calgary on the puck line. Give me a Jimmy puck line here with the Flames. All right, there we go. Calgary puck line minus one and a half to keep the uh, misery rolling, so to speak, here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks in this one. Uh, as uh, th th You can get Calgary puck line right now minus one and a half plus 180, uh, the price uh, with that. Yeah, Jim Benning's coming under a lot of fire. Tanev, one of your most sturdy shutdown defensemen gone. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, the goaltender that was a That's huge big. part of the story as to why you got where you went last year in the playoffs, putting your eggs in the Demko and Holpe basket, you know, and so far that hasn't worked out. And yeah. where is your depth on the blue line now with Tanev no, no longer gone there? Um, all of a sudden, and Edler, of course, you, is injury prone and he hasn't even had a great start to the season. So a lot of heat coming. Tyler Toffoli not keeping him. Uh, as well from last year's team. Like there are a lot of personnel moves and decisions in the offseason made by the Canucks that Jim Benning is basically staring at the uh, holster uh, for right now. I, I hate it too, Ian, because look, I, you know, I, I'm going to show, I'm not, I'm, I'm tight with Jim Benning. Like I know him really well from when he was here in Boston. He's a great guy, great family. And I, I hate to see this right now. And look, I mean, if all those moves were all him, then yeah, he he deserves the the gate right now. But at the same time, I don't, I just can't think. Knowing him and the scouting eye he has, I can't think that that was all him. I have to think that the ownership was part of that. I have to think the ownership was really behind letting Markstrom go because they knew the money he was going to be able to command, and they just were looking at it saying, "We're not going to be able to make enough money this year, and we're not going to do that." And you got a young kid; he's your future. So if ever there's a year to like just kind of pull the money back, this was it. And, and that's what I think happened there. But now we're seeing, because they've been so bad on the ice, I, I think maybe they thought they could overcome those losses a little too much. Um, he might pay the price here. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a shame. It can't uh, all be him, though, Ian. I mean, don't you agree? You see something like that, it didn't make sense, all the, the guys he was letting go. It just... I don't know. Yeah, the GM can only do so much. The GM can make the decisions, but he also if maybe he goes to the owner and say, "Yeah, I want to keep uh, Jacob Markstrom. I want to keep Chris Tanev, but and, and Tyler Toffoli." But guess what? The owner's got to open up the purse strings to let yeah. that those moves happen. And I know people don't feel bad for owners, guys, but I'm just talking in hockey sense. I don't feel bad. Sometimes for you have to pay for what you want. You know, we have to. We have to understand what's going on in the world right now with the pandemic and, and the money that these owners these aren't these teams are not usually the primary source of income for these owners. They've got other businesses, and ninety percent of those businesses usually are hospitality, casinos, hotels, what have you, restaurants, concessions. The, they're getting hammered right now. The losses are happening during the global pandemic. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Jacobs is selling off casinos right now. The owner of the Bruins, he's probably the richest one out there and he's selling off casinos. So don't tell me that the Bruins don't have an internal cap. You've got to keep that in mind before you bash the GMs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I say, the Vancouver and you can tell there's just, there's frustration. Uh, the team is busting it the last couple of they games. They are trying. I don't like they're what I'm seeing, but yeah. unfortunately it's just, they're not finishing their chances. It's and here right now. No, yeah, up there, it's you're right. It's all mental right now, and they've just got to somehow compartmentalize, put all of that aside, focus on playing the game. But sometimes, you know, we've seen this with players causing a ruckus, Dubois and D'Angelo yep. 
and uh, Hudobin and go on down the list. It's hard to perform when you've got distractions going on with those. And then there's all kinds of other distractions going on just based on family situations caused by the pandemic. So it's just, there's more distractions than normal. If you're already got things going on in terms of your hockey team that are going to distract you and maybe lead to, you know, not negative press, but you know, media is going to yeah, just pick away at it, you know, and, and it's just going to be something that's going to maybe impact your focus and impact the job that you perform on a nightly basis on the ice. So uh, it's all situation. That's why when you handicap NHL and I'm, you know, I look at stats, I look at current form. Uh, I certainly watch a ton of hockey. So I get a really good eye test gauge of who's truly good and who's not. Where are the, where are the final scores lying? Where are they telling the truth? Compare that to some of the, like I say, those expected goals margin and the high danger chances. I'm basically in looking at every piece of the pie and you've got a also factor in the mental side of it. You've also got to factor in situations and distractions that could be going on with players and coaches and GMs off the ice and what that could mean to the impact of the team's performance. It is just, it, it's, that's why handicapping is an art. It's an art form. Yeah. You know, people might laugh at that and chuckle. What do you mean art form? Art's for, you know, you're talking like you're painting a portrait or something. <laughs> you're trying to be Picasso. No, you are. You are factoring in not you just are. one element. You're factoring in so many different things when you're formulating a wager to make on a certain yeah. game. And that that is why it's an art form because you can't just look at one area. You got to look at stats. You got to watch the games. You got to know the situation. You got to take the temperature of the room uh, as well. And that's why Jimmy's invaluable to the show. Because even though he's not got the handicapping background Alex and I do, he's got the contacts with players, with managers, with uh, coaches. Yeah, I mean, I'm that. sorry. He I'm has sorry. a better gauge of the temperature of these rooms, yeah. especially the Boston room, obviously, than maybe Alex and I or other people would. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, I, I apologize. I was a bit distracted, but I just was trying to follow this. I'm like, whoa. And this is three different people not knowing that they're talking to me, giving me the same intel. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's always usually fire. I'll just put it that way. Uh, so that's an interesting thing to follow. And, you know, Ian, yeah, you're right. It is like an art. And I'd say I'd go even as far to say with uh, handicapping is more Van Gogh because you want to cut your ear off sometimes. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> it, it's definitely art. <laughs> no doubt about it. It is. Uh, but good stuff. Great, great discussion there. And that wraps up the Saturday breakdown of the card. We've gotten through every single game. We're going to get to best bets in just a second. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in live on YouTube. And thanks to everyone that downloads the podcast in audio form to listen to the Ice Guys on the go. Uh, we appreciate that. We we love being with the Hockey Podcast Network, especially for that reason, to have the yeah. show now available via download in podcast form so that if you can't watch live, you can listen to us later in the day, uh, anytime you want. Uh, so it's a great uh, wonderful addition to this show. Uh, but before we get to our best bets, um, we do have to do take care of a little business here and remind you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with DraftKings, partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. And when you do, use the promo code THPN. And when you sign up, hammer that over on Sunday night's NBA game with the Lakers and Nuggets. For every 1,000 people that bet the over on Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. This is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. Tell your friends and family it's a team effort. Hammer that over. Improve your odds of doubling your money. Sign up at the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, uh, THPN for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So 
Uh, there you go with that. Best bets uh, to wrap up the show. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what do you like on this Saturday card for a best bet? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough because that over-under is so low, but I am going to go with that under in the Bruins Islanders tonight. That's my best bet. All right. Well, the good thing about it, even though it's five, you get a plus price next to it. Plus 110 uh, yep. is the price with that under. Just so nice. uh, Jimmy going with the uh, under uh, uh, under uh, five plus 110 with the uh, Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders. My best bet's going to be Montreal, Toronto over six minus 125. I like the situation. Habs look like they really are going to try to get in the vision of Anderson, Frederick Anderson, really try to up their ante in terms of shoot the puck more, look for deflections, look for tips, look for traffic in front of the net. I'd expect a more concerted effort. That part of their game, they say, has been missing offensively and speaks to why their offense has cooled off a little bit. I think they'll get their goal scoring ramped up a little bit tonight against the Leafs. And on the flip side, Toronto's been scoring goals in bunches against everybody this year. Uh, I don't see that changing tonight either. Six and two to the over the last eight meetings, three straight overs in Toronto when the Habs and the Leafs have played each other. Uh, I like that one over the total. Montreal, Toronto over six minus 125. Sure. My best bet for this Saturday card. Uh, and that'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to the Ice Guys. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, same time, our weekend show, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Sunday. We'll be back to break down and analyze the Sunday NHL card, as always, from a betting perspective. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. Happy Hockey Day in Canada to those of you north of the yes, border. Enjoy Happy the Hockey Day in Canada. Absolutely. Enjoy the NHL action, everybody. Uh, and we will see you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.